Hello, this is Kenny Williamson, and welcome back to another episode of McKill's Deck Chronicles. In today's episode, we're going to be going over a little message called, Have You Figured It Out Yet? So, we're going to start off today by reading a verse from 2 Timothy 2, verse 7, and it says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. That was written by the Apostle Paul, and what he was trying to convey is that he wants you to consider what he's telling you, and then he wants you to go to the Lord and pray that the Lord gives you understanding in all the things that he's talking about. So I decided to open this thing up with the same thing because I would like you to consider what I say and then go and you know, pray about it and read your Bible and all that stuff. You know, you can verify all the stuff, but just consider it. So we're going to talk a little bit about today about a whole lot of little different things um, that people that you know, and it may be you, that you haven't figured out yet. So my goal here is to help you figure it out if you haven't already. So one of the first things that I was going to ask you if you figured out is have you figured out anything about God yet? Have you figured out how we got here on this earth? You know, a lot of people in the world today still don't understand how we got here or anything about it. So I would say that is probably one of the first things you should probably figure out is, you know, why are we here? How did you get here? So even as a child, it seems, you know, most children even ask, you know, they ask, how did we get here? Who put us here? Why are we here? So that seems to be a pretty you know, common thing that people want to know, even adults. So if you were to go to the world, okay, and ask questions like that, you're going to get some pretty dumb answers because the world is going to tell you that billions of years ago, there was nothing, absolutely nothing. And somehow that nothing, it exploded and then from that explosion of nothing came something. And then within billions of years, all by chance, the earth was formed and all the life formed. And of course, it all evolved from nothing. And that leaves more questions than it does answers. And of course, there's absolutely no proof of any of it. And that is what I call fake science, okay, or as the Bible calls it, science so-called. So they call this fake event in fake science the Big Bang. Now, that is what they have taught for years is this Big Bang Theory. And I've watched all these different shows on aliens and stuff, and most of them are all atheists, and they believe in the Big Bang. But even some of the scientists today have come up with a conclusion that there's just no way all this could be by chance. So now they're leaning on intelligent design themselves, but they refuse to acknowledge God as the intelligent designer. Instead, they say that it's aliens that came down and did everything. 
So they're trying to get away from evolution because it's just so absurd and ridiculous. But now they're claiming that it's aliens. They still won't admit anything about God. So it's pretty obvious that the only thing that makes sense is intelligent design. If you look at all the things on Earth that we have here, we actually can see like DNA and you know even the human body are very complex organisms. It's things that just don't happen on their own, no matter how much time passes. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that there's actual intelligent design everywhere you look. However, you've got the old evolutionist, and they always say, no, no, we're just a big accident. And they actually still teach this stuff in textbooks, okay, as ridiculous as that is. However, uh, the reason they do that is, we'll discuss that here in a minute, but basically this evolutionary theory is you can turn a frog into a prince, all you need is a million years, okay? You take a frog, you set it in the corner for a million years, next thing you know, you've got a prince. I mean, that's as ridiculous as it is. So, that aside, so have you figured it out yet that the Bible says God is the creator of all things? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So, if that's true... You are living on God's creation, and you are God's creation. And evolution is merely a state-run, state-promoted religion. And evolution is a religion because there's absolutely no proof of it. You have to accept evolution by faith. So on the point of evolution, I mean, if you're still on that ship, on that boat there you know, and are willing to deny everything that you see, um, are you still going to hold off on your belief in God? I guess that's my question. Are you still going to do that? Um, I think that some people out there say the only reason they believe in evolution is because it's the only alternative they have. I mean, there is another alternative. The only other alternative is to believe in God. And it sounds to me like believing in God is the better alternative because that explains how we got here, and evolution clearly doesn't, assuming you believe what the Bible says. So, have you figured out who God is? I mean, He's eternal, He's holy, He's just, He's righteous, I mean, He's good. So, that sounds pretty good. Some people think that God is just mean. They think he's a meanie and that all he wants to do is punish you and send you to hell. But if you read your Bible, you find out that God is actually righteous. He's just and holy and good. And all he really wants for you is to be happy. If you come to him for salvation, that is. Okay. You see, if you don't come to him for salvation, he has no alternative but to send you to hell because he can't allow sin into heaven. So, have you figured out that there is a God? He's real. And you will give an account to God someday. A lot of these evolutionists today say they don't want to believe in God, that they're going to have to give an account to for what they've done. 
They want to be able to do whatever they want to do and not be held accountable. Okay. Maybe that's why people want to be evolutionists to begin with, you know, is accountability. They don't want to be accountable for what they do. I personally think that's probably the answer. Of course, we both know that they're going to find out the hard way that that's not true. So, have you figured out what life is? A lot of people haven't. So what is life? Well, the Bible says in Leviticus 17.11, it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. So, when something has blood in it, then there must be life, right? So, now talking about humans here, have you ever looked into an embryo, you know, human fetus? It doesn't take very long for an embryo to have blood in it. It may just be a drop, but it, it begins to create blood right off the bat. So, if the life of the flesh is in the blood, then that must be life, right? So, what does the Bible say about taking life? Well, it's not a good thing to take life. In fact, it's a very bad thing. Now, over in Exodus 21, 22 and 23, it says, If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life. Basically, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, so the Bible in God's eyes, taking of a life like that is murder. So under the Old Testament law, even though we are not under the Old Testament law anymore, but it still gives you a good idea of how God looks at it. Okay, he doesn't like it. And the Bible makes it clear in several places that capital punishment is okay. So, if you're a murderer, you should be put to death. So, have you figured out what life is for? I mean, what's the purpose? Why are we here? There are lots of people out there that love to debate that question. And then they try to answer that question um, by throwing in their own human, worldly reasoning. Okay? Without thinking for one minute... Why don't we ask God? Why don't we go to the Bible and find out? I mean, if God created us like the Bible says he did, why don't we go to the Bible and find out exactly what it says, why we're here? What we can do is we can turn over here to Revelation 4.11, and it tells you exactly why we were created. I mean, I'm sure people wonder, why would God create humans to begin with? Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So, that sums it up right there. We were created by God for His pleasure. Okay? It's to please God. That's why we were created. So, we're here to please God. So my question would be, how are you doing? Are you pleasing God? 
Are you fulfilling the very reason you were created? Or are you just trying to please yourself? A lot of people in this world only care about themselves and pleasing themselves. And, of course, that may be very hard to understand for some people. They may say, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, God created us for his pleasure. That's ridiculous. However, that's what the Bible says. Okay, and obviously there isn't any other purpose for us. I mean, what can we do? We're basically filthy sinners. That's all we can do is sin and sin and sin. So we can't really do that much, especially compared to God. We can't do anything. So that must be the only reason. So that leads us to the next question. Why do we die? Have you figured that one out yet? Well, in Romans 5.12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we're sinners, and because of sin, we die. Okay? A lot of people in this world only think about living. Okay? They don't ever think that death could come at any moment. Now, unless you've had your head stuck in the sand and don't watch the news or pay attention to anything going on around you, it's pretty obvious that people are dropping like flies. From some of the reports that I have read, people have been dropping like flies by the millions, okay, and they're just not all reported. The only ones we usually hear about are the celebrities, and they're also dropping like flies. So what that boils down to is that death could come at any moment. So you do need to think about that. You know, you could die. Um, you could die right now, soon. You're just one step away from death. So what do you need to do to get ready for when you die? And what comes after you die? Well, if you're an evolutionist, you say nothing, of course. But I think you know better than that, don't you? Yeah. You see... All of us have this little thing inside our head called a conscience. And deep down in your conscience, you know. You know you're doing wrong. You know there's something else. And you also know you're not going to get away with it. Okay? So, have you figured out yet that the Bible teaches there are only two places? There is either heaven or there's hell. Now, the Bible teaches that if you come to Jesus for salvation, you get to go to heaven. If you don't, well, you go to hell. Now, if you go to hell, one day you're going to come out of hell, okay, and you're going to stand before the judgment. It's called the Great White Throne Judgment, okay? In Hebrews 9, 27, it says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Okay? So, in the book of Revelation, it also talks about the great white throne judgment, which is basically having to go before God someday and having to give an account for your sins. So, are you ready to be judged by God for your sins? Are you ready to give account to Him? And if you don't have your sins forgiven, then you will be cast into the lake of fire. Now, that's pretty sad, okay? But I believe it because that's what the Bible says. Now, in this message, you know, I'm trying to help you to understand 
that you don't have to end up that way. You do have the option now to get saved. You can come to Jesus now for salvation, and you will never have to be in front of that great white throne judgment. Okay, You'll get to skip all that. So the next logical question would be, well, how do I get saved? Have you figured that one out yet? Well, it's very easy. Okay, we can go back, example here, to Hebrews 6, Hebrews 11, chapter 6, and it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, it is impossible to please God without faith. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, for grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, right there tells us that it's faith that saves us. So, salvation is being saved. And what you're being saved from is you're being saved from having to go to hell. And you are saved through faith. Well, the question is, faith in what? The answer is faith in his blood. You have to have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ that saves you. So we have here in Romans 3.25, it says, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So basically what that means is if you want salvation, you need to come to Jesus Christ because Jesus says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. You have to have someone pay for your sins or you're going to pay for them. Okay? So if you pay for them yourself, basically you're going to pay for them by going to hell because you have no way to pay. You will pay with your blood. Okay? So, now in the Old Testament, you could use an animal's blood, for example, um, to pay for your sins. It was called blood atonement. They would sacrifice a lamb or a bull or a goat, and God would forgive their sins based on the blood that was being shed from this animal for their sins. However, it didn't last. It was a short-term deal, and they had to continually keep sacrificing animals to cover their sins. Okay, so what's great about this new thing is that Jesus died for your sins, and his blood covers all your sins from now on. Okay, you only need the one sacrifice. It was given to you freely by Jesus, and then all of your sins are covered. Now, that does not mean you're not a sinner, you're just a saved sinner, okay? So I don't know if you've figured that one out yet. So what this boils down to here is there is no reason for you to go to hell. Um, through Jesus Christ and his blood atonement, you can be saved and forgiven of your sins. So what that means is that Jesus, what he did, he did for you and me to pay for our sins. He died for you and me. And he offers eternal life through faith and faith alone in his finished work, the blood atonement. 
So, have you figured out religion yet? Have you figured out that religion does not save you? Only Jesus Christ saves you? Jesus Christ is not religion. Okay? Religion is man-made. Religion is a system of works that man says, if you do this, 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 and this, you might just make it to heaven. That is not salvation or being born again. That is a man saying, do all this stuff and then cross your fingers and hope you make it to heaven. There are a lot of people stuck in religion, hoping that if they do good works, God will accept them. But that's not how it works, is it? Okay, It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is just as simple as... It's what you receive the moment you give up trusting in what you can do and start trusting on the blood of Jesus Christ and what Jesus did for you. Okay? If works actually worked, then why did Jesus have to die? He would have died for nothing. You see, Jesus died on the cross for nothing if we can save ourselves. Okay? The reason Jesus died is because we cannot save ourselves. So, religion does not save you. Only Jesus Christ does. So, what he does for you is he justifies you. Have you figured out what justification is? Justification is when we get saved, we are justified. It's like, just if I'd never sinned. Okay? Justification is forgiveness of sins. A passage that reflects that is Romans 5.9 that says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And also I'd like to refer here to Acts 13.38 and 39 where it says, Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. So in other words, you cannot be justified by following the law. The only way you can be justified is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So what that means is a church can't save you, okay? Religion can't save you. Works cannot save you. The only thing that can save you is Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. So if you're relying on works, thinking you're a good person, it's not going to work. If you're relying on, well, I go to church every Sunday and I sit there, but you know, that, that's not going to do anything for you. I mean, you can go to church, and it means nothing if you're not saved. So that your only saving grace is Jesus Christ in his shed blood. That's it. That's, what, that's what's saving you. So are you saved? Are you justified? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're on your way to heaven when you die? I mean, I sure hope so. I mean, I sure hope that you have it figured out now.
I've tried to lay this out as easy and simply as possible and give you Bible verses to go look at this stuff and see for yourself. Now, if you don't believe in the Bible and you don't believe in God, I mean, there's really, you're, you're lost. I mean, there's no hope. Um, there's no hope for you. There's nothing we can do for you. My only hope is that God decides to give you mercy and speak to you in some way so you can come to realize that he is real and this is the truth. And if you don't get saved, you will be burning in hell. And you're going to be burning in hell for eternity, according to the Bible. It mentions where the smoke from hell rises from now on. Okay? So I don't really think you want to be stuck there in torment. So I'd give that, I'd give that a really hard thought before I just discounted everything. So if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, anything like that, we have an email. It is truthseekers2012 at gmail.com. Feel free to write in there and ask us questions, anything you want. Thanks for listening. I'm sure glad that you listened. And I hope that you come back soon. We have lots of other podcasts in the works coming up. So thanks for your time. God bless you. And see you soon.